Welcome to Mudflap and Palmer We're Forced to Do a Podcast, a weekly bonus bit of the Mudflap and Palmer Show, starring Mudflap and Palmer. Reach out to us on Facebook or email mudflapandpalmer at gmail.com. Now, against their will and most people's wishes, here are Mudflap and Palmer. Well, hey guys, and welcome back. It's Mudflap and Palmer. We're forced to do a podcast. This is episode number 26. I am Palmer. I am Mudflap, and thank you so much for listening. This is uh, the pre-Halloween podcast. We're cutting this just a couple days before Halloween. So, uh, actually, happy Halloween to all of you, and we'll touch on some Halloween stuff here in the podcast. I do also want to say... That by the time you hear this, we will be celebrating our fifth anniversary at Cat Country and working for community broadcasters. And uh, we're pretty uh, hyped about that. Hard to believe it's five years. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's been five years. When you said it this morning when we were talking off the air during the show, and I was like, oh, wow, it yes. really is five years. 2017, Halloween 2017, we were introduced as the new morning show at uh, the station we're currently at, Cat Country. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's been. Hard to believe. I mean, seriously, that flew by. Yeah, it doesn't seem right. I, you were in your 40s when we started this show. I was. Uh, you were Cat Country. I was not. I was you, you 52. Were not. I was 52. Well, I'm 52 now. That's right. Yeah. See? You're catching up. You're almost 60. You're catch. I am not. Almost 60, you, sir. You, you are so wrong. And you're in your late 50s. Uh, uh, look, we, we've discussed this before, sir. And you're wrong. You know what? You know how this goes. Yes, you're wrong. Mid, mid to late. Uh-huh. Mid to late 50s. Yeah. Next year. You're 57. Yes, and next year I'll be 58 and in my late 50s. But 57 and 53, those are the ones, or 47 and 43, whatever. Those he, are the. He makes things up. I do. A lot. And to serve my purposes, yes, sir. Yes, and this definitely serves your purpose. <laughs> but happy fifth anniversary to you and as you far as, as well. I mean, it really is kind of that. And also, we have another anniversary coming up in January where we will have been on the air for nine years yeah nine years together right yeah yeah as a show that's right uh because that was in uh, january of 2013 when we actually got together for the first time on the show yep or they where they tried to pull the plug on us on day one did and you know what where are they now all dead no they're not all dead figuratively yes they are all dead in our world they are yes they are (laughs) they're dead to me so yeah we lasted they did not they're all in other jobs but yet here we stand so there we go all right. Uh, a couple things I want to talk about uh, as far as Halloween. First of all, I got to say, and we're going to get to some scary movies because this is the thing I really wanted to touch on, but I also wanted to touch on Halloween as far as uh, just the Halloween experience. Are you going to be taking Parker out for trick-or-treating? Now, your daughter Parker is nine. Well, I don't know because we were obligated um, to do something that Halloween night. So I know she's coming to that event. And I don't know if I'm dipping after that and she's still going to want to trick or treat because the event we're that going to be late by that time. Trick or treating will be over. Right. What I'm what I'm saying is, is there's, you know, we're, the event that we're going to be at, there's like 70 different vendors. So she's going to get plenty of candy. True. Um, But, you know, traditionally. Yeah. But, you know, I'm getting into that window with her. She's nine to where I'm not sure how much longer she's going to want to hang out with dad and trick or treating. Well, and- well, here's the thing. She could do double duty. And what? Stacy, your wife can do is take her out early because we're going to be out at that other thing for several hours. Yeah, and then she could come by there and rake it up there. 
which is typically what ends up happening, and then right. she'll end up hanging, you know, at the table with us after she's done. Probably, which I enjoy, Parker. I do. Yeah, um, Parker's a trip. Yeah, she's a lot of fun. She came out and visited us at the Radiothon. Last she's week. nine in a Spitfire. I, I appreciate her because she's not mine. Yes. <laughs> I like watching you duel. She has zero filter, and she's very me, but she's also very her mom, which puts me at a disadvantage. See, I find her to be very, now, granted, I don't, I'm not in your living room. I'm not in your house. But when I see her and she's out, she is very sweet to me. She's very, oh, she's, she's a, a great, lot of fun. Great kid. Kid is amazingly smart, which I always appreciate in a child. That which I appreciate, but at the same time, I feel like I'm like at a disadvantage because she's already outthought me. You oh, know, yeah. by the time I come up with whatever reason why she can't do something. You know, my parents told me that they always wanted us to do better than they did, um, and I said the same thing about my kids. But in the instances when they do, I just feel like wounded. Like I should, I, I should still have the upper hand in a lot of this. And, and many times as the kids get older, you don't. Oh no. You don't have the upper hand anymore. And you finding it out early. Very early with this one. It's <laughs> like, you know, the other kids were pretty chill and they were on their age group, you know, as far as what to expect right. and how to she's deal little, with them. She's a little ahead. She's, uh, you know, already doing the preteen stuff and, you know, and she has all these actual genuine good arguments to my rebuttal to things that she wants to do which is funny because she is she looks every bit of nine yes she's a, a she's tiny a smallish girl very thin mm-hmm. and she, you would never think of her as being advanced at least physically but 15 seconds after you start talking to her you realize okay i gotta up my game a little bit way smart it was <laughs> they did some tests at school or whatever and she's in the fourth grade mm-hmm. and you know they did this reading thing and she's on an eighth grade level already. And it's like, okay, I don't know what to do with this. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting school wise on how to push her, uh, because she's, you know, generally already out of the fourth grade as far as her learning level and trying to push her forward and then not trying to push too much. I'm really curious. She's going to be fun. Maybe not fun to raise, but fun to watch grow up just because to be honest with you, there is a lot of me that I see in her as far as how childhood progressed. Mm-hmm. I was smarter than, than everybody else in my class. I thought I was smart enough to duel with my parents, and I probably was. But oh, then I actually that. doubled down on that, and it got me in more trouble than... That's what ha- happens to her yeah, all the time. Because I definitely knew my place and how advanced I was. I definitely, over the years, have slowed down considerably. No longer advanced. No longer close to that. No, 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 no. But when I was a kid, I, I remember specifically one time we were over a friend's house. The family uh, took us over. My mom and dad were friends with another couple, the Matsons, And the kids were playing in one room, and the four of them, the adults, were sitting at the kitchen table. And I just wanted to come and sit down, be part of the conversation. I was like 11. Yeah, hang with your peers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I got the looks. So I'm like, I'm like I just want to hang out here. <laughs> what are y'all talking about? You know, they're talking about Kiss albums and and like Saturday morning cartoons in the other room, and I'm just like, all right. So, how's that mortgage rate doing? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. And this is what you should do. Yeah. Uh, so, and and that didn't go well for me. But that's where I was. So I see a lot of that in Parker. Some similarities, and I'm kind of curious as to how 
the teen years go. It's, it's a different perspective from what you see than from what I see being the be outsider. Very interesting. It, uh, she's as, fun to watch. As I tell my mother-in-law, is like she's going to give me a run for my money. Oh on, yeah, on every start level. Very soon. She's like all the kids combined into one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it, it's a lot sometimes, and I'm I'm going okay. I have to outthink this. Um, but thankfully, she still has you know, she's daddy's girl, so she typically kind of she'll grumble, but still do what I ask her to do. Well, pretty soon you're gonna have to start playing parental whack a mole, and <laughs> as it pops up, you're gonna have to deal with that issue, then that issue. And, and yeah, you're looking over here, and it comes from over here. Yeah, thankfully the other kids have kind of uh, trained me already, so to speak. So mm-hmm. I kind of see things coming before she brings them up, but we'll see. It's gonna be a fun time. She's a great kid. All right. Let's talk about uh, the actual. It's it's sort of a top five, but it's not because I wouldn't rank these. Yeah, I can't rank these. Yeah, but I, I was thinking about this because a lot of people have been talking about this on social media. And I said, okay. And we've talked a little bit about this before, but not on the podcast. Um, imagine a scenario where you have some friends over, some people that you that you like, uh, Already, I'm, I'm straining to see who I would bring over my house. But uh, <laughs> imagine, if you will, that you're bringing over some of your best friends. And you say, you know what? We're going to have a Halloween movie marathon. And you have to put on five movies in a row that you definitely feel something for. And it's one of those things where you want to share it with other people. Yep. So this marathon is planned by you. So it's five recommended scary Halloween type movies. Okay. And I'm going to tell you right now, you can't go naming a whole franchise. Right. You yeah. have to pick an individual movie. Oh, I've already done For that. example, if you had, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, mm-hmm. you can't say the whole franchise. It has to be like one or two. Sure. Or whatever. I got you. So that being said, go ahead and uh, hit me with your uh, five. It will, we'll alternate, but we're not ranking them. That's fine. Uh, Friday the 13th, the original. The original. Yeah, the original was good. It was a movie which I had never seen a movie like that before, mm-hmm. um, and I still go back to it, and it you know, doesn't really involve Jason. It's his mom. Right. And uh, you know that was kind of the, the twist, so to oh, speak. Oh, spoiler alert. Yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, sorry. I hadn't. Um, yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> we talked about the movies. I haven't But just seen. everything about it, the music, uh, you're out in the middle of the woods, you're in it's a cabin. Also, it's very, very atmospheric as well as you know people are going to die. When you think about it, it is, I, I want to say that Texas Chainsaw Massacre was the beginning of that type of genre, mm-hmm. but this was the kids at the lake, all the kids were in peril, kind of, which is now a trope. Oh, it has yeah. been for decades, but that was the first. I kind of started it. Oh, yeah, and it's and when you think about it, it's kind of genius because that did launch an entire two generations of horror movies. And it still goes on today. Yeah. You know, you can look at the Scream movies, kind of exactly. the same thing. Oh, yeah, it's all it all spawns from that. Yep. All right, my, I don't know how I'm going to do mine. In what order? I'm just going to tell you right now, if Cabin in the Woods is on your list, we're going to have a fight. Cabin in the Woods <laughs> is on my list. Is it? Yes, it is. Oh. Cabin in the Woods is on my list. And I know that you and I argue about this movie. I love the first half of that movie. And it's until they open the door to what's really going on. And, right. And that whole warehouse full of monsters. Right. That's where I disconnect. Yeah. It's, uh, I like it for exactly that reason i like it because it starts off as and here's the problem with the movie and again it's it's very similar 
at the start to a Friday the 13th. Oh, I was all in. You have these college kids that get in an RV. They're going off to this cabin in the woods that one of their cousins owns or whatever. And But the problem you have with this movie, and this is where they misstepped, the trailer tells you it's not what it looks like. Right. If you look at the trailer, and I remember when the trailer came out, it shows you about halfway through the trailer, this is not a horror movie per se. Mm-hmm. This is something else. This is not what it appears to be. But they let the cat out of the bag in the trailer. Yeah, they, they kind of did. They, right, they so, jumped it. So tell me, you've seen the movie. Yeah. If that trailer had just played like a straight horror movie trailer instead of what it ends up being, which is sort of sci-fi. It's very sci-fi. Okay. If you did not know that going into it, would the movie have irritated you as much? The way that it turned into this other thing. I have to think, I think that it would. Yeah, it definitely would, because I thought I would think I was getting one thing and you get something else. Because let me tell you something. The beginning, when it is a typical slasher. I love it. It is done so well. Every bit of it, I was all in. Oh, yeah. And then when they figured out that there was something else going on and they opened that door. And it turns into door, a sci-fi thing. And, and then, I went, and I love sci-fi. Don't get me wrong. But I think. But it's a bait and switch for you. Yeah, this one was, it was almost two separate movies, mm-hmm. you know, for, for me. And that's the reason why I didn't like the second half. The second half, and the, and the bad part about it is. The second half was almost a comedy to me. Right. And the second half had one of the greatest scenes I've ever seen in any movie, which is bad because if, you, if they lost you when they switched gears, you really missed out on how awesome that scene was when all hell breaks loose because mm-hmm. it's so well filmed and, and funny oh, yeah. and gory and all of that stuff, and I loved every bit of it. I could accept the movie as a whole, but I definitely get your complaint. Yeah, I understand why that is what it is. So yeah, it's Cabin like in the Woods is on my so list. So many different things, and then the end with the god or whatever it right. was, and it was like they kept they didn't know what how to end the movie. Right, it was just weird. And the the fact of the matter is, you're not the only one to feel that way. As I've gone online and looked up uh, different opinions and reviews, some people loved the twist and were totally in on it. Other people. We're not, and yep. we're just like you and going, I thought it was this thing and it ended up being that thing. And both halves are good, but putting them together, uh, maybe not so much for a lot of people. So, yeah, I totally get that. Yeah, All right. that one kind of, yeah. What is your next one? Uh, the Conjuring. That's a good movie. It's a great movie, and it has to deal with the Warrens, mm-hmm. you know, in which I'm a big fan of Ed and Lorraine Warren. They're doing a fourth one. Yeah, they are. Um, and... Matter of fact, the show on Netflix right now, 28 Days Haunted, mm-hmm. has to deal with the Warrens. And, you know, it's about, you know, having to stay in a location for 28 days as you're ghost hunting, so to speak. And everything kind of plays out in that cycle. Um, but, yeah, I when I watched the movie, I had no idea until the end right? Um, that this was based on their stuff. There's some very cool scenes in that movie. It, I mean, I'll, I'll give it props. Um, it, it's creepy. It's oh yeah. everything that you want in a horror movie for the most part. Remind me, is that the one with the noose? I think so. I think it is too. And that just, that whole set, oh my goodness. Yeah, that was a creepy movie. Such a good movie. And I definitely hold it in high regard, although it's not in my personal top five as mm-hmm. far as what I would put together. And here's where you would leave my... Uh, my party halfway through because you and I have a very different sensibility on what we like in, in a scary movie in a horror movie. Sure. You and I are totally different. I'm not a fan of slasher type stuff. Cause I, to me that just is, it's, it's one note. Love it. Right. And yeah, and you're a big fan. Yeah. 
I'm a fan on the slow and atmospheric stuff. I am too. Don't get me wrong. I, I appreciate that stuff. Right, but you're not as much a fan of that matter as you fact, are the other. Matter of fact, one of my movies are, is that. Oh, now I'm interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, my second one on my list is The Changeling, which not a lot of people know about. It was done in 1980. George C. Scott stars in it. It is very slow. Yeah, I don't know that one at all. But it is very creepy. There are no, there's no blood, no gore. It's all, George C. Scott moves into a haunted house and it moves very slow. Oh. And I will, and I mean, the reveal on this movie is so slow. Um, But I will tell you that it has one of the creepiest scenes I've ever seen in a movie, which is the seance scene. And they're holding a seance to find out what's going on in this house. And it is, I'll, I'll give you an example of how creepy this is. Uh, there was a, an intern when I, uh, I had to tell you how long ago it was, it was VHS tape. And there was an intern, and one night she and I were at the radio station by ourselves, it was like 8 o'clock at night. I said, hey, you like horror movies, right? And she's like, yeah, love them. I said, all right, I want you to watch this. And I, put, I said, just, just watch it. And she's in the back conference room, and I'm off doing other things. And then uh, I could hear where I was getting to that scene, and I got on, like, the speakerphone and scared the living daylights out of her. Because I did so one wrong. of those intercom things right at the scariest scene. So wrong. Yeah. But I knew that, that if you're sitting in a dark room watching this by yourself, that, that she would react that way. It's called The Changeling. There are things to pick apart about it. It is way too slow. George C. Scott doesn't seem as much as a great actor as he was doesn't seem like he's right for this role as soon as you mentioned his name i went how does that even remotely fit it's problematic i mean i loved the movie but i would have picked another lead even though i love him as an actor i just don't think he's right for this i don't think he reacts in the right way i think he's very logical about everything Mm -hmm. which i don't think you would be right you know he just takes everything as it comes and he he more he's not scared by anything he investigates it oh he's not scared by anything so nothing freaks him out yeah, so that devise a red flag. Yes. And, and when so, you're trying to set a mood. Right. And so that was my problem with it. But otherwise, otherwise, it's a great movie. What about your next one? Uh, Poltergeist. Oh, yes? As a kid? Yeah, that Holy one. Holy cow. I had nightmares over that movie. It just everything about it from, you know, the pool scene with the skeletons coming up, her, you know, being drugged into the television the and all that. Yes, the clown. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of atmospheric stuff. And um, a lot of false endings. Like, you think it's so all going to end, many. and then it keeps going. Yeah, I saw that one in the movie theaters. I did, too. I may have almost wet myself. I, I was older than you, obviously, by five years. Yeah. But when that came out, which was, what, 81 or 82, I guess? Yeah, we went and saw that. Uh, you, were, you were, like, uh, 11. 11. <laughs> I was 16. There's yeah. a big difference. That one messed with in me. In how you perceive that movie, but to, I loved to it. To this day, I will not watch that movie in the dark. Really? Yes. Well, the clown scene is just, just ridiculous. Everything about that movie freaks me out. You know what it is about the clown scene? How well do you remember the movie? Uh, it's been a while. Okay. The clown scene, for those who don't know or need to be reminded, the boy goes into his bedroom to go to bed, and shadows in the wall, and the thunderstorm's kind of creeping him out, and he has this clown doll set up on the chair at the end of the bed. Oh, the damn tree. Right? The tree. Well, it leads to that. Yeah. But then he, like, the lightning goes off and everything. He covers his eyes. And, it, and then one time he covers his eyes and the clown's gone. Yes. It's off the chair. Yep. And then he's like, okay, what's up? And props to the kid. He starts looking around for it. And he hangs down over his bed. And the clown's under there. And all of a sudden his arm gets very long and wraps itself around yeah. his neck. But the thing about that scene that a lot of people kind of miss is that the clown's face 
turns from just a normal smiley face when he's sitting at the end of the bed to this vicious evil face when he's under the bed. Yeah, it makes it. You go, oh, okay, that's it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm totally with you on Poultry Guys. Mm-hmm. My next one is The Sixth Sense. Again, very slow. M. Night Shyamalan, the movie that made his bones. Um, I could have edited half an hour out of this movie, out of all his movies. Uh, Yeah, out of every movie. Um, But this was the movie. See, that one never really scared me, though. There are scenes in there that because everything is so atmospheric and slow, there are scenes, and I can name them off for you one by one, Mm -hmm. when uh, in the very beginning when Bruce Willis wakes up and somebody walks by his bedroom door. There's that. Um the woman See, I never got getting, like a really creepy vibe off that movie. The woman freaking out, the kid's mother, or or not his mother, but the ghost in the kitchen where all the cabinets are open and shit. Oh yeah, yeah, she the poltergeist stuff. Yeah. Yes. Um, the girl under the bed that pops her head out as the kid's trying to hide, mm-hmm. and uh, also the hanging scene where they're in the classroom and he sees the dead people hanging. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're subtle. And they're not quite jump scares, but yeah, they act not. like jump scares mm-hmm. because everything is so you know, you, you quiet. Know, you know why? Because it's M. Night Shyamalan. Yes. Yeah, that's it's, exactly. It's, it's, his, it's his methodology. Yeah. And the other scene where the kid freaks out because he gets locked in at the party and the kids oh, just like yeah. shut him in the closet and then he starts freaking out and passes out. I mean, there are good scenes in this, but man, I would have edited that movie down. It's just so long. It is. For, it especially is. for that type of movie. And he feels like, Shyamalan feels like you have to go to that length in order to set the tone, and you don't. Just to go to the bathroom. I mean, you know, it, literally, it takes him like eight hours. It does. <laughs> that one scene where he goes to take a pee. Forever. <laughs> and he starts breathing real cold air. It's like, come on, bro. All right. So, yeah, The Sixth Sense is mine. What is your next one? Uh, Alien. Okay, I I see. I don't consider that a horror movie. I do just for the mere fact that one people die, two yeah. they're kind of trapped. True. Um, three, I was nine when it came out. A lot of people consider this a horror movie. This uh, was my first traumatizing horror movie. So, the difference between Cabin in the Woods and Alien, while they combine elements of both sci-fi and horror. Mm-hmm. But it's the you're same, never misled. Right. It's the same alien. location. You know what's going on. It's consistent throughout the movie. Bad stuff is going to happen, mm-hmm. and you're just waiting on them, you know. Right. The thing I can always still hear in my head is the little counter thing that they were able to track what's around them. Oh, yeah. Kind of the GPS type of thing and that PS, they ha- handheld. I'll just say, even though we're not talking franchises, Aliens is just as good. Is just as good. Yeah, I agree. Just as good. Yep. My next one is one that I discovered by accident. My daughter Jacqueline went to a movie with her friend. They wanted to go see a movie. And I let them go and you know, I went and saw something else and my movie was over first and I walked into the theater to go pick them up cuz she was only about 14 at the time. Right. And uh, I'm looking and it's a full house and I'm not really paying attention to what's on the screen. And it's towards the end of the movie and I look over and I can finally see her. She's dead center and she's got her sweater pulled up to right below her eyes. I'm like, I don't think I'd ever seen her react like that, but she was not having a good time. And I'm like, okay. And I'm, I start watching what's on the movie screen. I'm like, I only see the, like the last 10 minutes. I'm like, Oh my, Oh my. Should have sat it on this one. And the movie was sinister. Oh yeah. It is a very well done. Again, it's slow in a lot of ways. Yeah. It's very atmospheric, but the scares are genuine. Yep. You've got this demon that this guy's dealing with and also these murder scenes that are filmed and it involves kids. And there's a lot here to put you on edge. 
Very much so. And I had to go back and watch it. It's almost an it. uncomfortable movie. And there's stuff in the in the, like the corner of your eye. Like there's one scene where he's looking up this demon on a computer on a laptop. And he turns away for a second and you can see the actual demon show yeah. up on the screen right. and then back away. Yep. And it happens in other parts of the movie as well. It is so Or you're like, uh oh. Yeah. No, this one gets right to the root of like horror. It is I agree. All about that. And it's not gory. Yeah. No, because it's, there's it's very not. little gore in this, but mm-hmm. it's the setup yep. and the scares. And it definitely makes you it, it sends a chill down your spine. Uh all right, your last one. Uh it has to be the original Halloween. And we've talked at great length about this. Yeah, Michael Myers. You saw the recent one. What'd you think? I have not seen oh, the recent one. Oh, you haven't seen it yet. No, I'm waiting because my wife and I love the Halloween franchise, and we just like watching horror, horror movies in general. Right. Um, so our schedules just have not meshed up at all because she's been working a lot at night. I've right. been doing a lot of live broadcasts. So you've been holding out. Yeah, so I've been, I've been good, even though I don't want to be, even though I've heard horrible things about how this ends. Uh, with see, Halloween's and Halloween ends, I have not seen first... one good thing about it. No, see, that's that's where you and I differ because I did see all those people disappointed, super with disappointed. the movie. But then I started seeing people going, "I don't understand why you're disappointed." Yeah, and I started seeing the rebuttal. Right. Um, here's a question I have for you: Of your movies, I have not seen Friday the Thirteenth, and I've not seen Halloween. Mm-hmm. Now, I've lived long enough to get all the memes. All the clips, everything else. Yeah. That being said, let's address Halloween for a second, just specific to Halloween. Okay. I've never seen a Halloween movie. Any of them. I love the Rob Zombie ones, too. If I were to go now and watch the original Halloween Mm -hmm. with, again, no preconceived notions, is it so dated that I would not enjoy it as much? No, not really. It's one of those ones. It's it's like watching... It would be exactly like watching Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of the same plot line, um, so to speak. Um, but it's it, it's just a slasher movie. You don't ha- really have to have any base knowledge. And it doesn't really date um, outside of the, obviously... The, the hairstyles. The hairstyles, the era in which it was shot. But it was, again, uh, ahead of its time. Yeah, but I mean... When you're you, talking about, what, 79, I guess it was? Yeah, right something like that. Um, so you still get that 70s vibe when they're around the town and right. things like that, and things where you go, that would never happen today. Exactly. Um, but outside of that, no. It, it doesn't distract. No, not at all. Because that's a problem. It I actually kind of adds to it right now when, you know, back then it didn't, but now it does because you get the nostalgia a little bit of it. On top of that, you also get the specific timeline the franchise oh yeah well they started off in the late 70s and now mm-hmm. they're in the 80s and now they're in the 90s and it's not like trying they try to stay in one time period right they they've adapted grow up you know and when they brought halloween back it was filmed in charleston mm-hmm. um you know they did a lot of scenes in the citadel and downtown charleston and things like that so that for me even though i thought the movie was okay um it was more oh cool there, there's my hometown right you know and oh i stayed right where michael myers was in soccer camp you know at that at the citadel so i thought that, that should was be a hard movie right there I, I soccer did, camp i did really good <laughs> really really good my last movie is one that i i try to tell everybody about and it's uh again my stuff is not the standard stuff i can't wait to hear what this eclectic is no it's not, it's it, not because i think you, you've seen it have i it's uh, trick or treat have no. you ever seen that? I know you've talked about it. I I don't think I've ever seen it's it. It's like it's like creep show. Mm-hmm. It's done with a comic book sensibility, where they actually divide it up to be, and it starts off looking. Oh, like I a did comic watch. Book. I did. Uh, honest to God, 
I made it through like 30 minutes. Yeah. I had to click out. I get I get I yeah. get that. I understand that. My tastes are not the same as everybody's, but these are the movies yeah. that right. I would I would do. Because you talked about it and I went home and found it. Mm-hmm. And I I did try to watch it just to say, hey, I watched well, it. Well, there's but- a dark sense of humor to the whole thing. There's that. There is some gore, but it's also played like the movie Creep Show, where that sense of humor pervades it so you can't really and that one just so pissed me off too you can't really sink yourself into a horror movie when it has that no you can't you know i mean you may see a moment of dark humor of black humor in halloween or in uh you know friday the 13th but it's not a thread that runs through the whole movie right you get a moment yeah and you can get back and readjust and it's almost broken down into stories so to speak yeah, this definitely is. It's four different stories, if, if memory serves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought it was incredibly well done. I liked that sort of thing. I thought the movie was great. But I understand that my sensibilities are not everybody's sensibilities. The ones that you chose, for example, are the ones that a majority of people They're like horror movies. Yeah, yeah, it's very mainstream. My stuff, for example, Cabin in the Woods is, is divisive. I get it. The Changeling is obscure. Uh, Sinister and the Sixth Sense were big hits. Trick or Treat, kind of niche. Very niche. If you will. Yeah. Um, people are kind of finding it, but it's been like out for 10, 15 years. Yeah. So they need it, to put it back where they found it. See, I, I like it. Got, I did. He, once anyway, again, you're very eclectic in what you watch. I, I call that, you know, uh, I, I guess I would call that a trait of a genius. <laughs> yeah, I'd call it a trait, all right, but not of a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Eclecticism. There's a reason why these movies never really clicked off. Eclecticism <laughs> is a trait of a, a higher. Mind. Notice there wasn't trick or treat too. I mean, three, four, it's five. It's coming. Well, hopefully it's They're done better. They're working on trick or treat too. God, I hope it's done better. By the same people. No, that's a, same director, a, same writer. Very unfortunate. I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure you are. You know what's interesting about two of those movies—the ones that you have the biggest problem with, mm-hmm. Cabin in the Woods and Trick or Treat. There's a similarity between the two of them, which is they were done and then they were shelved. And they didn't come out until years after they were done. Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, it had been shot a long time. Right. Cabin in the Woods. Uh, Chris Hemsworth, before he was a star, was in that movie. Yep. Uh, or maybe it was Liam Hemsworth. I forget. One of the Hemsworth one of the Hemsworth brothers. Uh, and they made it and then couldn't find a distributor. They were going to do straight to DVD and then didn't. And then several years later, they said, oh, we found a theater that wants to release it. And Cabin in the Woods was that way. The same exact thing happened to Trick or Treat. That for years you heard about this great movie. They got great reviews at uh, at, at viewings. They did like those See, conferences and stuff. That's always one of those things that's a red light, you know, a red flag, red light, whatever for me. Right. Is if someone reviews a horror movie and, and the critics like it, I know I'm going to hate it. <sighs> the crowds liked it. Mm-hmm. The critics also liked it. But then... It was one of those things where they did it in art houses, trying to get it some traction, but nobody, none of the major theater chains said, oh, yeah, we want to bid on this. We want to release this. Mm -hmm. So it was finished, completely done, just like Cabin in the Woods, and the two movies both went on the shelf for several years, and then They should have stayed there. Should have stayed there. Don't be a hater, sir. Yeah, just gather some more dust. It's the difference between my movies and your movies or that mine requires some thought. I don't need thought when I watch a horror movie. <laughs> I, I know it's going to happen. I know what your thought is. People I are going to die. I'm not going to watch this. People are going to die. <laughs> At the end of it, there's going to be one survivor. So will the killer. And, and there's going to be part two. Yes. Okay. And I'm fine with that. You're, you're good with formula. 100% on, on with horror movies. I mean, I, I, I appreciate twist and things <laughs> like that. 
But if you're giving me a slasher movie, I know what the formula is. Let's just go with it. It, so it you, works. So what is your appreciation of Scream, which took what you just said and built a movie about that? I like Scream. About knowing the formula, mm-hmm. about going with the formula, yes. about what happens next. Yeah, it's only, The girl it, runs away and falls down. Yep, and know? they make fun of it. And Yeah, exactly. They do. And, and Scream does all that, which is one of the reasons I do love Scream. I, I love Scream. Um, I thought the first two were pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, After that, it's, and it's, fran- and it's got franchise disease. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Um, but I, I appreciate it. You know both of those movies. I like it. My wife, my wife is a huge monster scream fan. And oh, really? It, and they're all on Paramount right now. I think it is. And my daughter Jacqueline is uh, as well. She's a big, big fan of that franchise. Loves that franchise. Yeah. Although she's getting into the artsier stuff now. That's not surprising, being the who she came from. Well, also the fact that she's the only one in our family has gone to. Well, my wife did, but as far as the the two kids and myself, she is the only one that's gone to college. So oh, she that ruins them right there. It does. It really does. Because she'll tell you. I said, what horror movie? I love Midsummer, which I've never seen. But yeah. uh, there's other movies. Like, I'll tell you another one that I really liked was The Witch. Yes, I have watched that. And did you bad. watch that and I you did. liked it? Yeah, it's not bad. That's the one back in the Puritan age? Mm-hmm. See, I would have thought you wouldn't have liked it because it does move slowly. But it does move slow. genuine, creepy stuff going on. There. And that's the reason why I liked it. And Just they paid the creepy. off. Yeah. They paid off. They did. They and did that, that Witch well. in the Woods... Holy cow, was that creepy. Yeah, it was. And then what happened to the kids afterward? Oh, my gosh. Yep. What a great movie. Yeah, that one, if you're looking to be scared, that's a good one, too. It really is. So, anyway, we've given you a bunch of suggestions about what you could possibly watch yeah. during Halloween. So, you can't go wrong, really. No, seriously, uh, your mileage may vary. My movies differ from his, but you got a list of 10-plus movies that you may appreciate depending on how you approach movies. Yep, if, I agree. If you like your stuff bloody gory and without any thought process you'd follow the list of ed palmer as you should if you like if you like to be bored to death (laughs) and then pissed off at the end of the movie (laughs) follow mud flaps (laughs) and go hey there is an hour and a half i'm never getting back there's a twist that we could have seen coming was the fact that you would hate on my movies (laughs) i saw it coming i didn't pick your movies i know you just hated on them i know i get it there's a lot to hate there Have yourself a great Halloween and a great week. We'll be back with another podcast next week again. Catch us on the radio on 99.3 The Cat in the PD region. Certainly the uh, app is up and running. It's WWKT or Cat Country 993 in Florence, South Carolina. You can find the app there. It's free. And we do the uh, Mudflat and Palmer Top 20 Country Countdown every weekend on uh, on Cat Country on the app uh, 99.3. 8 a.m. on Saturday, and then again at 7 p.m. on Sunday. Reach out to us on social media. Email us at mudflatandpalmer at gmail.com. Lots of ways to reach us. We'd love to hear from you. Love hearing about the podcast. Yes, we do. I mean, people come up to us whenever we're out and about. And the they, feedback's great. They bring it up. Y'all want a topic to talk about? We'll talk about it. Exactly right. We, we like nothing more than talking ad nauseum about stuff and, and, and inflicting our opinions on people. Well, that's the real <laughs> We have, a, we have a stage. We have a platform, and we're going to use it. Lord knows they gave it to us. Absolutely. It's their fault, not ours. Uh, yep, and you guys keep asking for it. Have a great week, everybody. Bye. And that's a wrap. Thanks for checking out the Mudflap and Palmer. We're forced to do a podcast podcast. A new episode goes live every Friday. So check back then. If you need more of the guys, you can hear Mudflap and Palmer in the PD on 99.3 The Cat weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. and around the world via the Cat Country app. Have a great week.